Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm having coffee with Chet Harani. He's a performance coach focused on making you a leader, giving you the experience, and to create a cultural shift personally or professionally. He's also a podcast host, speaker, has a third degree black belt, and appreciates the phrase and lives this in his life that family is absolutely everything. Chat, welcome to the show today. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me, Bobby. Looking forward to this. And I've um, got my coffee here ready, ready as well. <laughs> oh, let me see that mug. Is that your face on the mug? <laughs> yeah, it's a face on the mug. I got this for Christmas. So he's a oh. not your ordinary performance coach. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I need to get one of those. I just have the plain and simple white mug going on with some artwork. Um, that is amazing. I have a feeling that somebody who's seeing this show is going to be like, I'm going to plast Bobby's face yeah. all over this. Uh, <laughs> but that I love it. I love it for sure. So what's been new happening in your world, Chet? Uh, new, I mean, lots of exciting things at the moment. I mean, it's a, it's a bit, it's been a bit of a roller coaster year actually, especially with this pandemic. Um, I think everybody's talking about the pandemic, but it's what you want to take out. What's the good that's come out of the pandemic for people personally as well, aside from all the other sadness that's been happening around the world as well. But it's it's in a sense it's an opportunity. It's a, it's it's the time to seek and take opportunity. The way I've seen it, um, I have. I, I was during this whole during this time in my world, I was made redundant from my job. So I was in like in the corporate industry for about 15 to 20 years in the tech and software industry. Um, moving on from there, I was then made redundant um, early on last year. Um, but then during that time, like for the five years before that, I was always into sort of the coaching elements of things, helping people, mentoring them in the right way. Um, and pretty much as soon as I was made redundant, I opened a bottle of champagne and I celebrated um, purely because that it was like a calling card for myself. It's like, right, you need to go and do exactly what you wanted to do. Um, and I speak to people all the time about how happy they are in their sort of roles and their jobs. But for me, although I was happy and enjoyed what I was doing, there was also the other element of I need want to be able to give back to people and see how I can actually elevate them now and push them forward. So I um, basically then from then on just became sort of um, studied hard, qualified as a performance coach. And then ever since it's just been moving forward. I have now my own podcast, um, speak to great people like yourself. Um, and it's just, it's just continue. It's just, it's just all go from here, basically. <laughs> I love it. Most people, when they look at, you know, being let go from a job or an industry collapsing it's like their whole entire world's crashing down but you yeah. took it from the opposite perspective of like you know this is a sign like I've wanted to do this for years here's the perfect opportunity to do it and I'm going for it absolutely it's like when people say I mean I, I didn't want to have any regret in in not being able to pursue something that I've always wanted to do I know that give it maybe a few years down the line, I would have looked back and think, oh, I could have used this, all this opportunity, all this time to actually develop something. Um, and th that wasn't gonna happen anymore because there's a lot of regret that's happened in the past. So it's like, you know, now's the time to avoid all of that and you just take, and take the challenge on, why not? <clears throat> exactly, we have so much time right now. Absolutely. And that's been like the beauty of it is like, what can you create? What can you make? How can you help people? 
And I love what you're doing with performance coaching. So some mm -hmm. people listening to this might be going, what in the world is a performance <laughs> coach? Why do I need it? You want to dive yeah. into more a absolutely. little bit about it? Yeah, no, absolutely. So a lot of people will think straight away, as soon as they say performance coach, like, yeah, absolutely. It's just exactly what you said. What is a performance coach? Why do I need it? It's 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 essentially like an um a I have the, the best way I explain a performance coach is that you do pretty much what life coaches do, what life coaches do, but performance coach takes it to the next level. Okay. You want to get you want to get the you want to maximize the full potential out of the individuals, whether it's from a professional perspective or personally. Now, this goes in terms of um, even like focusing on their overall well-being, so understanding the foundation of things, um, where they potentially could be going wrong in their lives, to to the to points of like, are they eating right? Are they sleeping well? And then making sure you're monitoring all these and tracking all these areas because that has a huge impact on our daily lives and how we sort of can be a bit more productive for, for ourselves as well. And it's something that people actually don't realize. It's like sleep is such an important aspect. Although when people say um, they can they can go without minimum sleep, but if you actually have the right amount of sleep, for example, you you will accomplish so much more that you plan. Um, and then we take it, or I take it to another point where it's planning. So I use this particular tool, um, which is quite well renowned um, in industry. It's um, well two to be honest. One is um, which I use quite often. It's called the OKRs, which is called Objectives, Key Results. Um, used throughout and changed these huge worldwide organizations out there like likes of Google, um, Intel. This is where it was all, all developed initially. Um, and now taking that sort of practice and then seeing how it can actually help people individually from a personal perspective. But then also from, from people now during these times, people want to start running their own businesses. There's, there's a lot more startups out there as well. A hell of a lot more startups out there. And showing them that look, although you've got an idea you will definitely run with it but then you also need to have structure in place you need to have focus there you need to understand what your goals are you want to make sure you've got the right objectives in place and how are you actually achieving those um, objectives so breaking things down further to sort of as, as low as we can go and then clustering those from a from a 90-day perspective and then seeing what the vision is for the next five years so seeing that element and then tracking the progress continuously and then making sure we're celebrating each success of every micro or milestone that they accomplish. This is so key because I yeah. know in the startup world, like I've been part of different ventures and so forth. And if you're just starting off and you have no clue about business, Mm -hmm. as a whole it can be like oh i've got an idea i'm just gonna sell it and yeah. put it out to the world and everything's gonna be gravy i know nothing about expenses i don't know how to market i don't know this and it gets to the point for some if you're not used to it or have other people in your um like community or your organization yeah. to help balance that it can be at times like you're running around like a chicken with your head cut off yeah, like, I've so got true. this, I've got this, I yeah. don't know what's going on, and I've got this notification, and somebody's emailing me, which, where do I prioritize? And when you have somebody to sort of walk you through that and say, mm -hmm. you know, this is where you need to focus, here's the next step, and go from there, it makes a world of difference. So true. I mean, the, th the thing is, they, 
they all have every startup, every business, everyone, even like myself and you, we have the answers for it all. But it's like you said, you've got so many spinning plates at the same time, because when you want to start something, you've got all these ideas coming up at you, but you and you want to tackle all of them at one go. It's, it's pretty impossible to do all of that. But then even if you try and manage to do all of that, are you getting the best output? Are you producing good quality work out there? And then again, that goes back to the point where people want to also try and be a perfectionist in everything. Um, and yeah, we're all there. I come from a background where it's software tech. Quality is my was my forte for many years. So I wanted to make sure that everything that was out there was for fit for purpose for the customer to use. And if there was any issues there, I want to make sure that I understand what those issue are, issues are. They're getting fixed and they get delivered back out to the clients. The same concept happens in the coaching world, but rather than also, and the focus is the whole customer client focus, but then you also need to make sure that everything that you're doing for your business is you need to, you need to make sure you get it out there at least, and then improve on it as you keep going, because it's your own. You're not asking anybody else to do it. So that's why something I always live by, I always say to people, version one is better than version none, because you have to get that first bit out there. I was the same. I wanted to create my website and I was like, I haven't got a clue how to create my website. So I spent time doing it, but then I had to also ask other people to help me, like outsource certain elements to it. Um, obviously, when you're starting up businesses, finances are quite low as well. So you can't, you don't always want to think about, uh, or you can't think about outsourcing and spending money elsewhere and getting these things out there to people. But there are different ways of doing it. There's so many resources out there that you can actually get people and incentivize them as well to actually help. And people are willing to do those things for you because they know you are a startup, you, you haven't got their skill sets and they're not just there to take your money either. They actually want to actually help and develop you and you're going to give back to them eventually anyway. So there's so many things um, like that and such a, such a key important part of things just to make sure you must do it and continuously and then, but then reach out for that support and guidance whenever you need it as well because it's so key. And I want to add on this because I feel like it's super key, especially in the creative world, is this perfectionist syndrome. And you, especially with social media and the posting, and if it doesn't get enough likes in the first five minutes, then I'm going to delete it. And it's sort of this perfectionism leads to paralysis. Because if you're not putting it out there and you're like, oh, it's not good enough, it's not good enough. When is it ever going to be good enough to release it to the world? Absolutely. So something I was listening to um, yesterday, in fact, especially when you're talking about the likes and um, looking at looking at those and making sure that you, people are actually seeing seeing what you're doing. Somebody mentioned this word that um, it's actually something called a... Um, a vanity statistic because it's not so much about the likes and it's not so much if you've got a podcast how many downloads you get because you can get hooked on those how many downloads you get how many likes you're getting just exactly what you're saying you have to get that content out there because that content that you spent so much time doing and only get one like okay that's how much time have you used to actually do that Whereas you could have just got a simple piece of contact with content, which was completely um, relevant, have the same sort of value and still get one like, yeah, it's, it's, it'll be the same thing. You've got to be consistent at it, you know, expecting, expecting that one post or one content to go viral. Okay. There's millions of us out there trying to do this. Yeah. It's, 
and then people will see it the more you put out you think that the 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 the, first, the people that get a thousand likes or x amount of likes they don't do one post a day they've been doing this continuously and they've built a brand for themselves they've actually built some sort of recognition people are actually seeing um what the value these people are giving and there's another thing that um i came across was that um and i've actually written this down here it says to start making content around what you want to see what what you want to be known for not what you get likes for oh i love that yeah so i'm going to repeat that again start making content around what you want to be known for not what you get likes for okay and gary v said that and it hit the nail on the head okay yeah because, and this goes yeah besides the aspects of content because i know some people listening to this are like well i don't have a digital brand or you know but this is whatever you are doing whether you're mm -hmm. starting out with a new goal whether you're going to the gym every day or you're saying you're going to the gym every day but it's getting you have to actually step your foot into the gym and not make excuses to get there mm -hmm. you know you can't make the excuse of oh i don't have the latest lululemon clothes and i can't be seen at the gym running on a treadmill without it you know it, do what you can with what you have and it'll get you there the consistency Correct. is key absolutely it's the consistency and your your example of going to the gym is perfect in, in terms of you if you switch it to um the number of likes for example now you go to the gym and you've got a goal right you want to you want to trim down you want to lose weight you want to feel good about yourself right and you see those statistics that's not going to happen at the first day you step into the gym you're going to feel good about yourself when you step out of it just like when you publish a piece of content you're going to feel good that you published it but that might not give you the same results straight away your content when you published it as opposed to the same way as when you're going to the gym but as you continue going to the gym and be consistent through it you're going to see results your stats are going to get better just like if you continue posting content your likes are going to get better people there's going to be more engagement it's the same concept and again again it's exactly what you said is consistency is key but you also got to make sure that you keep yourself or have someone to keep you accountable to make sure you get that get that as well and that all comes down to i call i call three pillars that i i have which are um three pillars to to your success right it's accountability consistency and confidence okay put those three things together and you will gain success okay because some people might turn around and say well they're not confident in something well this is where you reach out to people to help you become confident okay help and reach out to actually keep you accountable keep you consistent because your ultimate goal is for success everybody wants to have some sort of success whether it's financial whether it's um feeling good about themselves um or anything okay there is always an element of success to someone these are how athletes work right you they don't they don't just get out of bed and say that they want to win a, a gold um a gold at the olympics or usain bolt running the 100 meter sprint and saying he's going to he's going to um get out of bed and say i'm going to be the fastest man in the world his objective was to be the fastest man in the world yes but everything he had to do to get to that point was to be accountable be consistent and he achieved that success and that's what everybody's achieving towards and you just have to break it down piece by piece yes that's exactly and that's right. the key i mean we just finished the super bowl here in the us and i know some people like myself i wasn't very interested in it this year but everybody's going you know tom brady won another super bowl yeah <laughs> and it's like so many for him i think this is number 10 
10 something or something crazy like that. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. The, mm-hmm. and people are like, how can he do it? How can he do it? But it's because he takes the time to become optimal in everything, like yeah. aspects of health, aspects of wellness, aspects of training. And he is so tight knit and key. And I've read up on it of like how much he values the importance of lights and cold therapy and food and different elements to make sure like in his ecosystem, he is the best that he can be. Correct. Yeah. That's yeah, so true. 100% true on that front. And then you then it's interesting. You, you brought up Tom Brady. I always use the analogy and I use Usain Bolt today as well, but then I also use another one where um, we have um, this, he's the most famous footballer or soccer player in the world, right? Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, yep. everybody knows who this guy is, right? He's like, okay, he's a good looking guy, right? Okay. Uh, but he was also once the most hated person in the world, player in the world. Why was he the most hated person in the world? Because he was so good at what he was doing. Yeah. And he knew he was good at what he was doing. He didn't let that get to him. Okay. He still gives back to his country. He still does so much for him, for his family. He's still a grounded person. But he knows exactly what you said about Tom Brady and being in an ecosystem. He knows what he needs to do to be the best he can possibly be. And for him, it's like another sort of another level, right? It's like a super athlete, okay, where you're an athlete, but then you want to achieve more than that. And that's what performance coaching gets you out, gets gets the best out of you too, right? Because you can be great at something. Leaders know they're good leaders, but then leaders can be better leaders, by doing things the right way as well okay there's so many there's so many leaders great leaders out there that are continuously learning because they know they can do so much more better and this is the message that we should be sending out to so many other people there as well that you don't just settle for settle for just what you have some people are content with it which is fine but then deep down inside they're still working and looking at more things and doing better things for themselves it doesn't have to be fame it doesn't have to be money they could be content with exactly what they're doing but they're always seeking to be better. It's like our parents. Our parents would always say, "We want to give you. We want to give you things we never, we weren't able to get or get when we were younger." Well, it's the same thing. We're born with that, and we get told that as a young age. We always want to get to this place, and I feel too. Some people are like happy in this contentment, or quote unquote happy, because mm-hmm. it's like comfortable. Yeah. But the moment that you, but deep down, you want this inner feeling of like, you want more or want a deeper feeling. And that comes at like going outside your comfort zone a little bit more, whether it's learning, whether it's deepening different things to become optimal in whatever you're doing in all around version, you know, whether it's with family, whether your focus is on success and business, whether it's on like becoming a healthier version of you to handle both of these things, you know, of um, well-being and also success in life in general. Yeah, yeah. no, it's true. And it's, it's, more, it's there, there's different elements, but it, we all need to start somewhere. Yeah. I sent out a post today about learning, um, make sure you um, can, um, and I was told this actually not so long ago, to be honest, that's why I'm actually saying it as well, is that, um, learn to crawl before you can walk okay and then also learn to walk before you can run okay because people always want to just leap and go for it okay but understanding that leap knowing where the way where you want to get to 
you have that focus, you have that vision on something, but there are people who are, like you said, are content, which is great. They still want more, but then there are people who just want just everything out there. Okay. I'm one of them. I want, I want to be known for what I do. Yeah. Simple as, and that's great because everybody wants to be good at something. Okay. And if someone was to ask me, what are you good at? At the moment, I probably can say I'm a master at doing something because I'm continuously learning. Okay. And that's, that's the thing. Someone told me that. So they sort of grounded me. So you have to also be grounded um, and then brought back a little bit to actually now, now, now visualize it and now see what is it that you actually want and what, where can you actually go and get it? Let's talk more about this visualization uh-huh. because I agree with you. You have to break it down step by step. And yeah. when you walk through it, whether you're talking about a dream house or a dream life or a business, like if you can visualize it in your mind and put words to it and pictures to it, I mean, you don't have to draw out vision boards. You can write it down if you want. But when you actually say what you visualize, I think that puts it in more of a realer sense of like, this is achievable and this is what I want it to look like. Absolutely. I, I'm a firm believer. Visu- turn, turn your visualization into realization. Yeah. It's such an important thing. If you can see, and it can be, it, it doesn't have to be something that you want to, um, it can be the most craziest thing you visualize that you want to become, or you want, you want something, it could be anything, but put your mind to it and see where you want to see, just have a look at it, see if you can smell it, see if you can feel it in, within your mind, right? And then actually think, right, now I'm going to um, figure out how to go and get it. Okay. That's when the things start turning to realizations. Okay. You, but then it's again, it's that leaping towards it as well. But if you leap towards it, you might miss all these other opportunities that are coming because your visualization might turn, might not, might not actually be the thing that you want. It's turned into something else because you're turning into a realization. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So as you keep as you keep walking towards it or working towards it, you're seeing all these little um, uh, uh, obstacles that are coming in the way, or you're overcoming them. You celebrate these little successes as well, and that's what keeps people going. And that's what you end up, you'll end up getting to your vision, visualization as well, what you visualized. Because I'm a firm believer of it. I, I visualize how my day should look like every day. Okay, because I start small. But then I also visualize the bigger picture of where I want to be, where I want to become, and where I want to go within the next four or five years or within the next year. Now, during this pandemic, things can change, right? We don't know what's going to happen or whether we can travel anywhere. Okay, but that still shouldn't stop me from visualizing where I want to go, because there's going to be a way of doing it. Okay, if it means going to another country or somewhere, I might have to extend it a little bit. But if it means that I want to become something, I can do it from my comfort of my own home if I wanted to. I have no excuse. And that's the thing right there. So many of us are making excuses saying, I don't have this right now. I don't have the means to start. I need this. I don't have the extra money to put into this. But that's just our mind, like trying to trip you up or fall back on like staying in that comfort zone. But I can guarantee you, you've got all the answers inside of you right now to start. Oh, yes, of course. Everybody has the answers. You, you, but it's the, that's the thing. Having the answers and 
knowing that you have the answers is, 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 is the difficult thing. That's why you've got people like coaches, mentors, people who can support you to actually help you find the answers because they're not going to answer the question for you. Clients come up to me and then they expect an answer. I said, no, I'm not here to give you the answer. You actually have the answer to it. And they'll look at me completely blind. Like, huh? I thought that's what a coach does. No, a coach doesn't give you the answer. That's not what we're here for. Okay. I'm going to help you find the answer because I know you've got the answer. And then they'll come up with an excuse. Then I'll be like, well, what is your excuse? Now, I, my approach to coaching is you say it how it is and give that tough love to people because people require tough love from time to time. And that's who I attract from my client base. But with the whole um, excuses elements of it, there's a reason why there's an excuse because they're fearful of doing it, right? If you want to overcome that fear, you should have no excuse to do something. But then if you've got another fear of something, you're procrastinating, doing something else behind mm -hmm. it, okay? You try and limit those, you're going to be able to get to where you want to get to, okay? Sometimes it's easier said than done, okay? Most times it's easier said than done. And that's where the likes of you, the likes of me, the likes of having these sort of podcasts out there for people to listen to is to that home in those words to them to say, ah, yeah, I get exactly what Chet's saying. I understand what Bobby's saying. And I was making excuses. Now I just need to go and do it. Right. And that's what they need to do. <laughs> for sure. And like you said, fear creeps in, fear causes these excuses. But the more you continuously step out, even if it's small steps, it may mm. feel like you're going at snail's pace, but you're still moving. Yeah. You're still moving to get there. It may not be the biggest step. Take podcasting, for instance, and reaching mm -hmm. a million downloads. Yeah. Like you're not going to have a million downloads overnight without ever starting a podcast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you can start a podcast on your phone right now and headphones. Mm -hmm. In yeah, a microphone. Absolutely. You don't need fancy mics like Chat and I have. You just mm -hmm. have to start. That's it. That's exactly it. I mean, and you said you 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 said it there as well. People can start and going at snail's paces. Some people are quicker and faster um, than others. But then you go at your own pace. No one's gonna. If people see the, the a full potential, like I have clients where I see full potential in them, and saying that why are you taking time in doing something because I know you don't need the, you, you're, you're, you're wasting the time that you have because you can start doing something else you've got a priority list of things to do and they will make up an excuse because maybe because they just don't feel like doing it and I look everybody has their, their moments and times of when they don't feel like doing things they just want to watch Netflix and just have some downtime completely I get it you're allowed to do that sort of stuff no one's saying you need to be regimented and um, doing x y and z continuously um, some people are like that some people aren't I for one aren't because I know that as soon as I put as soon as I sit down on that couch that's me my brain just being shut down and it's like you know what I don't need to think about anything I've done my day's work I'm gonna rest now okay but then you've got other people who who need that push who need that drive who need that sort of urgency within them okay to say look you're set out to do something stop making excuses procrastinating get out and do it and as soon as you do as soon as you've done it and you've completed it come and speak to me and tell me how you feel okay 90 percent of the time i get the people saying you know what i actually feel so good about myself thank you for actually pushing me to that direction and i'm like right yeah good stuff now let's move on what's the next thing to do because we yep. don't stop there yeah <laughs> the, the list continues yeah it doesn't stop <laughs>
Well, let's check one thing off to that list and moving on. Yeah. So you remember that took five days? I reckon it could have taken three days. Now let's figure out this one that I think can take another two days maybe. And they'd be, they'd be like, you what? I was like, I think you can do it. Push yourself. Take yourself to the limit. Okay. Forget about the whole, you want to make sure that it's perfect and it's looking great. Going back to quality. And get something down. Get something done. Then look at it. Read it. Understand it. Is it work for you? Yes. Get it out. Mm-hmm. and then keep working on it later on in the background if you need to because otherwise it's just going to sit there right and it's just going to whether it sits on the computer or a note or wherever or just in an idea form yeah it can be an idea for years and years yeah people I mean, somebody like, else can develop it and then you look back and you're like i had that idea precisely that's exactly it it's like i mean i've got I'm, I'm I'm working on a few working with a few startups and businesses who are working on apps. They're developing their own apps, and their apps are phenomenal. And I can't. I mean, I I've been, have, have had to sign an NDA on those, so I can't talk about the apps just yet. But the apps are phenomenal. I mean, and there are. And I've, my question to them straight away is that look, there's I can probably list out and do a search on the internet and list out these type of apps. And there's so many different types of apps out there. And my question to them straight away is that what sets you apart from this app? Okay, what are you doing differently? Okay, and they have the answers to these. I said, so are you doing something about it? So no, we're just working on this area. So, so why are you working on what's already out there? Why can't you develop on something that's actually not out there yet? Okay, and then refine that, figure that out, see if it works. Okay, because otherwise you're gonna be wasting your time because whatever's, whatever's out there and you're working on something that's already out there works anyway. Yeah, so that's not going to get you there. Now f- work on the things that aren't there. That's going to establish whether you can continue or not. And they've done that and then they continue working. And there's, there will be, there's good, so many startups with so many apps have so many ideas and it's, it's just, it is, it can be quite a race as well in those sort of areas who gets it out there first. Um, I mean, look at all these huge companies that are out there. Um, Apple, for example, they want to be, out there to get the products out there first yep some people have their own um, takes on that they some people aren't apple fans some people are we have those it's like it's like um chalk and cheese for sometimes for people (laughs) yeah but again those companies are doing well because they're keep innovating they keep adapting they keep changing working on things we people get so upset about oh ios another update x y and z another update but if they never had these updates, you'd be complaining that they don't have the updates. <laughs> They're doing something right. to keep it's moving forward. It's going too slow. I can't yeah. handle this. Why did they get rid yeah. of this? Correct, correct. And it's like with everything. We have, we've got this new app out on Clubhouse, right? I know you're on it, Bobby. I'm on it. But they've just recently um, released to another four or five countries towards the east, um, um, towards the Asia side. And they've, re- they've released these huge updates on this on this app. And they're con- continuously providing updates because it's a new app, but people aren't seeing that. They just keep using it, keep using it. Right? But they're going to continuously do it because they want to be good at what they're doing. And that's what anybody should be, whether you are doing an app or a business or at home, okay? I talk about technology a lot because that's my background, but then you also talk about chefs when they're making their food. It's an art form for them, okay? They want to perfect it every time. Now, I would not know what perfection means like when somebody hands me a plate of food. I just taste it and say, oh, that tastes good, right? Give me more of it, okay? But someone who's taken pride in this developing this dish, right, knows the little intricate details of what's gone right and what's got wrong for them, 
and there's this this and this happens this this happens in anything that i see the way i the way i look at things is that everything has a link to it but then there's always a way of being better at it as well and perfecting it in the art form and when you mentioned cooking and the analyzation that comes with it like i have a lot of friends who are chefs i've taken a love for cooking mm-hmm. and being back home this past year like i've regained this love for cooking and i told the story before but i actually learned how to cook when i lived in barcelona and yeah. it was like therapeutic for me mm-hmm. And I watched every episode of Iron Chef America on YouTube that year because we couldn't get Netflix or anything. And that's how I learned. And I would go to the local market, pick up what was fresh and play in the kitchen. And that was sort of like my downtime of writing a master's thesis on Mm -hmm. China's carbon emission policies. And these are two far out ideas. (laughs) And, but when you mentioned that, it's like, you know, chefs are like, Oh, well, you have to use the right form of paprika, whether it's smoked, sweet smoked paprika or spicy smoked paprika and not Mm -hmm. just standard paprika or the difference between salts and things like that. And that's how we build upon things and learn about things even more. And whatever you're doing, whether it's running, whether it's apps, whether it's business, whether it's finding out how to sleep better at night, anything. It's true. If you've got a passion for it and you know you want to be good at something, you will do it. Yeah. And you will understand, you will start refining, you'll be better at it. You continuously do it again. Yeah. It's going back to cooking. I mean, I love food, but then I wouldn't know. I smell food and I'd be like, hmm, that smells good. Okay. It might not be the best food, but it smells good. Right. Somebody else who's, who's a master in that sort of area. It's, they will smell it and they will know straight away that something doesn't smell right. Okay. It's that it's the detail in it. Okay. Again, I think people who are able to wine taste is, is are phenomenal. <laughs> okay. Right. Those, when they're able to taste wine, I'm like, what are you actually? And then when they explain and start talking, it's a story. Yeah? They mm. actually are providing a story. And again, going back to what we've been talking about, that's where it all relates to everything around you. You need to turn it into a story. Okay. You're able to tell the story of something to get that best thing. And then once you're able to tell that story and you keep on telling that story, you're again, be able to visualize. Okay. You're able to turn those things into realizations as well, because as you're saying it and you keep saying it to yourself, you're adapting to it. Okay. You're learning from it. You're gaining more and more knowledge from it on a daily basis. And that's where, that's where I think what is one of the fundamental keys behind all of it. Most definitely. And with this comes this other pillar that you mentioned, and we haven't talked much about it Mm -hmm. yet, but the confidence and having that confidence to step out and go for it. We've talked about the passions and, you know, like learning and building upon it and having accountability with what you are doing. Mm -hmm. But how does one, in your opinion, gain more confidence to step out? So there are there are a couple of things. So I would say to myself, I mean, speaking personally with me, confidence. I wouldn't I wouldn't have done a podcast, for example, because I didn't know what to say or I thought what I was saying was completely wrong. Okay, when I first started it, 
Okay, I kept going back, listened to the recordings. Oh, it's not nice. It's great. It's, it's, oh, it's horrible, etc. And then, then that whole thing came up to me again about version one being better than version none. Okay, as you keep doing something, you allow you overcome that. Okay, that's going to build your confidence. You have to and have to step out of your comfort zone to do something, and build that confidence. Okay, that, that's what happened. Jumping off a plane. For example, right when you want to go for a parachute jump. Now, I don't do that on a daily basis, and I've never done that. Okay, but I want to do it. Okay, but when I but, and I don't feel confident enough to do it. But when I'm up there, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah, because yep, I've got all the way no up there. There's no turning back. Yeah, exactly, I'm going to have to do it. Right, <laughs> and that's what I mean about stepping out of your comfort zone. People say, "Oh, it's so easy to say step out of your comfort zone," but if you're put in a position where you know you can't turn back. You're going to do it, and as soon as you jump off that plane, and you're experiencing this whole aura around you, and loving the whole um, experience behind it, looking at the views, nobody's saying anything to you. You're just feeling this gush of air coming out. I'm speaking as if I'm like experiencing it, but I've watched a few clips on it. But you see all of these sort of things happening around you. You land, and you've and you've put your feet firmly back on the ground. Okay, you're going to look up and go, wow. Right. And that's when you're going to feel that, you know, I can accomplish a lot more than I actually think I can accomplish. Right. And that's when your confidence is going to build up. Okay. Is that when you start feeling that feeling that burning desire in you, it's like reigniting that flame that's going to get that confidence burning back in you. Okay. And that's something that we, I help as a coach as well with that, but it's just so much there. That's, that's, I mean, I, I'm, you can probably tell my voice how passionate I am about this whole confidence level because I don't, I don't like to, I, I very rarely like to hear people saying that they're not confident in something because as soon as I hear that, that gives me the challenge, right? We're going to work on this because I need you to get out of that. Okay. My nine-year-old stepdaughter, she will come up to me and she says to me, um, she's like, when she has to present or say something in, in school, she'll say to me that she's nervous. And I'll say, look, it's not nerves. It's excitement. Okay. You're excited. Yeah. Once you've done that, you'll want to do it again, won't you? And she looked at me when she comes back. I said, see, look, you just gained your confidence. You're going to keep on doing it. And now she won't stop. OK, if there's a little bit is if there's a little bit that she um, attention or something that she needs to do in school, she'll raise her hand up and say, look, I'll do it, please. Because she's, now she's got that confidence in her. And I think that from a young age, we need to sort of um, help the, the younger generation now as well. Get out there a little bit more and become a bit more confident. There are some confident kids out there. Don't get me wrong. But then there are also kids that need that extra drive and that push, which sometimes are, are and it's sad to say that are slightly forgotten. Um, and then when it comes to them, when they're grown up, there's a big impact in their lives as well. So if they're able to be taught at a young age initially and then sort of build and gradually build that confidence up, they're going to be a different human being when they're older. Right? They're going to achieve so much more. And then they'll see what is possible. Yes. You yeah. know, and like be like, OK, somebody told me, no, I'm going for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm yeah. just going to keep pushing forward. And it is so vital that kids need this, adults need this, who haven't had this extra push in their life. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you were talking about skydiving and wanting to go skydiving, yeah. it reminded mm -hmm. me of like, I always take different challenges when it comes to fitness, like yeah. mm -hmm. whether it's running half marathons or like long cycling or starting new things. And about a year and a half ago, my boyfriend currently he said 
it was make or break that I had to learn scuba diving. Like if I didn't <laughs> yeah. learn scuba diving, like we couldn't be together. And he was joking at the time, but he just wanted somebody to go scuba diving with. Yeah. And I'm not the strongest swimmer. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Like, let's try this. And yeah, the first couple of times it can be scary, you know, or you're like, ah, okay, I'm sure it'll be pretty under there. And at the same time, you're like, okay, I have to remember to breathe and like continue having oxygen and let's hope I don't get into a, a sticky situation. But the more and more that you do that, and then I remember other dives, like people were like, oh, how long have you had your advanced certificate? And I'm like, I just got my open water. I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, you just did a really hard advanced dive and we thought you already had your advanced. In <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay, well, game on. Let's keep this going. Yeah. Um, but it's having that confidence and just somebody, like you said, the accountability to keep pushing you and saying like, ready or not like the boat's not turning around we already paid for this like you got to jump off the boat no yeah and it's it's having that belief in you as well okay it's i and i've said said this time time again in the past is that do you remember when we were kids and you always there was always a, the 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 standard um occupations that you'd want to be yeah a fireman policeman or a doctor Right. And you and when you were a kid, you'd always say to parents, like, I want to be this, I want to be this, not knowing what's required to become one of these type of professions. Right. As you only understand that as you get older and you become an adult, because it's, it's tough. It's not easy to become one of those. And but it's possible. But as a child, you have so much belief in you that you can do it. You are going to be doing this regardless. No one's going to stop you. No one's going to say anything to you, but you're going to actually get and do this. And that's the belief as a child. But then as we get older, that belief sort of dis disappears in anything that we do, because we then start understanding what happens with life. We start um, um, going through a few things like everything, anything can happen, but we, it's, it's strange. It's not strange, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, an, it's a shame that that belief is that sort of disappears how much you believe in when you're a child to when you're when you're an when you're an adult now and like when you're an adult you've got more opportunities amongst yourselves so you can um go and get a degree or a master's degree or become a doctor or become a fireman or run your own business but have that if you can imagine that belief that you had when you're a child to what you're doing now okay it can work out for you. It can be a lot easier for you because you have that belief. And that goes back to that visualizing things as well and feeling it. You want to make sure you're feeling that you're capable of doing something. And again, that comes with the confidence. Okay, that all of that sort of confidence is all driven and all of these elements, they are all fused together to sort of develop something for you, right? We're all here for a reason to do something. So we should be able to go and do it. Yes. And that goes full circle. You need each of these three pillars in life. And as you were saying that about the beliefs and the beliefs as we were a kid, sometimes we let our environment dictate what is possible to us, whether it's adults in our life, whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's outsiders that you don't even know and you're playing the sort of comparison game. Well, they already did it. I can't do it too. And that sort of, in my opinion, like shaves away that belief, that inner belief in yourself that yeah. we need to harness. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Chet, is there anything else that you want to add before we begin to wrap up this episode? Do you know, I, I think that um, I, I can probably talk about these sort of topics for, for forever. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's such a good thing to talk about. And, but I, yeah, I think we've covered most, you know, it's been, it's been a pleasure. And thank you for having me here. It's been awesome um, on that. Yeah, this is incredible. I could talk to you for hours, like just going yeah. on mindset and like how to develop and get to that next level. And I know everybody's appreciated it here listening. One of the questions that I always ask on the show yeah. is what has been one of the biggest blessings for you over the past year? The biggest blessings for me over the past year. Oh, geez. Um, I would say it's appreciation. Yeah. Um, because going through sort of troublesome times in my own personal life over the past few years, and then seeing where you are at the moment, it's having that sort of appreciation, looking around you and um, appreciating the fact that where I am compared to where other people potentially are. Um, again, I'm fortunate enough. I have a house, I have a garden, I have a family. Some people are in homes where they don't have gardens, they can't go out, they can't do X, Y, and Z. And you know what, genuinely feel for them. Some people can't even see their families. So, and yeah, I was at one point able to see my family, but we can't at the moment. So, but that's what it is, it's appreciating that whole fact. And um, yeah, we've got, we've got technology there, we've got Zoom calls, we can do everything, but it's not the same. People still want that sort of um, emotional connection as well, rather than having an emotional virtual connection, as they say. Um, but it is that, it's, it's very much making sure that I, I'm genuinely appreciating the fact that I'm here and also that I have the capability of helping as many people as I possibly can too. I love it. The gratitude runs deep yeah. and I can see it from here. Yeah. <laughs> you should it like a day-to-day -day basis just for some people might say like the simple things, but these are the elements that we really need to appreciate to continue to grow. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Chat, where can we find more information out about you, website, social media handles? Um, so um, my website, it's just um, notyourordinarycoach.com. Um, social media handles, they are all Chet Hirani. That's on Instagram, um, Clubhouse. Uh, where else are we? Facebook. Uh, Facebook is my full name, Chet and Hirani. Um, or, you, or you can search via Not Your Ordinary Coach. And um, I have my um, own podcast, which is, again, Not Your Ordinary Coach by Chet Hirani as well. So you can find me anywhere. And I'm also on LinkedIn as Chet and Hirani as well. So find me and connect with me. And let's, let's build a network together. Wonderful. Well, I will make sure to post this in the captions where you can connect with Chet. And also in show notes, wherever you are watching or listening to this, you can find a way to connect with Chet. Chet, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today and having coffee. Oh, it's a pleasure, pleasure. Thank you very much, Bobby, appreciate it. To everybody who is watching this today or listening to this podcast, I encourage you to do something that pushes you outside of your comfort zone today to get you to that visualization that you have in your mind. So thank you so much for listening and watching. This has been a wrap on today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Chet Harani. Thank you so much.